This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 399 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show by Horselovers.com. Horselovers.com takes the title Smoothies and Two Buck Chuck. Please support all our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Horselovers.com, Uncle Jimmy's, Bait Saddles, and Clarion Lexington. We are proud to welcome Horselovers.com as the title sponsor, and we put customer service manager Jennifer DeMeglio in the hot seat. Plus, Helena's new rescue puppy, monthly health and wellness, is on smoothies, and a little two-buck chuck. Listen in. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. We bring you the news through hell or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop cause it's time again for stable school. Stable school. Stable school. Stable school. This is Glenda Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Oh, what's left of Helena B. today? I know, <laughs> dude. I'm like down for the count with this like chest cold weirdness. You got the cold. I, I'm just getting over it. I think half the world's had that cold. I know. I had a client. I was talking with a client this morning and I was like, I'm really sorry if I start hacking in your ear. She's like, oh, well, I was going to apologize to you because I might hack in your ear. I was like, okay. <laughs> we'll just make We're going to limit thing. Helena's talking today. <laughs> She's got, we got a timer going. We only <laughs> talk just, like one minute and then she has to cough. I have so. been doing interviews since uh, nine o'clock this morning. <laughs> well, it's so good to have you on. We are going to get right to it today, and we have a great show planned for you. And we're so excited for an announcement that we have a little bit later. And we got a great tech and have it all that coming up. But the most important thing we have to talk about, and you held out on me because I didn't learn it till Facebook. I feel like some friend now. Um, is you got a new puppy? Tell us about it. We did get a new puppy. So I've long been an advocate for adopting shelter dogs. And I feel very, very passionate about it. Uh, I worked as a vet tech uh, for three different veterinarians when I was in college. In fact, that's how I put myself through school. So I've had my hands on a lot of dogs and cats. Uh, I've experienced every kind of dog you can think of. And unfortunately, part of um, the veterinarian's jobs in the county there where I lived and worked, uh, they had to do a rotation with the shelters in the area. And part of that rotation was euthanasia. And so we put our share, more than our share of healthy dogs down simply because there was no room for them or there was no one to train them, you know, socialize them. Boy, how did you decompartmentalize that? You're, you're so squishy. I don't know how you decompartmentalize that. Um, tough. You you didn't you toughen you don't decompartmentalize you 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 develop a very hard shell from it um, you never forget it it goes somewhere deep inside of you and then you just build these layers out on top of your personality that that help you deal with that kind of thing um, and then it changes your perception of the world and and the people in it and of course the dogs so that's sort of how I 
that's my firsthand experience um, and where this passion came from. Why do you adopt? Now, I've had, I've had two purebred um, St. Bernard's, but both were rescues. I had a Newfie. She was mostly Newfie. She might have had a little something else in her, but she also came from the shelter. Uh, when I was little, we had purebred dogs. We didn't know any better. So this time around, um, we haven't had a dog for about two years. And, you know, Buck, Grace, and I were like, yeah, we, we think it's a good time to kind of keep our eyes open. We were in Tractor Supply a few weeks ago getting horse fencing, getting ready to get the fields ready for the oh, spring. Oh, and it was dog adoption day? They had one dog there. Rough Tails Rescue had one dog there, and she was adorable and really sweet. And they had a sign that said, Foster's Wanted. So I thought, okay, maybe we're not 100% ready for a dog full-time, but let's see what this foster thing is all about. Well, I, it didn't take me all but five seconds to jump from the foster application to the adoption <laughs> application because I'm just... You would have yeah. flunked anyway. <laughs> exactly. So Buck's like, let's just do it. Let's just put the adoption in, the application in. So I was like, all right, that's not a commitment. We'll give that a try. Well, of course we get approved. And it turns out that the dog we saw at Tractor Supply, she was a pit bull terrier mix, but she was very sweet. And it turns out that she, she had been aggressive toward cats in her past uh, life. And that was not something she that like we... She ate him for lunch. We, uh, she yeah, did. Yeah, she yeah. really did. That's not and good. <laughs> I don't hold that against her. I just say, okay, we have two cats. You're not going to be a good fit for our household. So, you know, they do this home visit and they check you out. And when the woman came to do the home visit, she's like, oh, my God. Okay. So Misha's not a good fit for you. You got to... I mean, we got a whole bunch of dogs that would just be in heaven here. So... She's like, you know, go go look on our website. And, of course, I see this dog who barely even looks like a dog. And I see that the photograph of it was of him at nine months old. And I just think, well, what the heck? What, what am I going to do? How am I? Well, it, he has to come live with us. I mean, you know, who cares if he's a pit bull or a De pit bull mix or whatever? Describe the, the picture. He is, he had, uh, he was found in a, trash can in Miami and he was emaciated so he was skeletal he had a fractured eye socket he had a broken tail a torn ACL and uh, probably one of the most severe cases of um, demodectic mange that I have ever seen this was life. I saw the picture this is the saddest looking dog I have ever seen yeah Ugh. Yeah, I don't know how he had the will to even stay alive. I don't know how his body could survive everything that was going on. I mean, it was mechanical, you know, with the bones and the ACL. It was systemic with the mange. Um, he was obviously completely malnourished. He was a puppy. So the photograph that we put up on Facebook was from October. So he was barely nine months old when they found him. He came here and we fell in love. We just fell in love. I was like, oh my God, he's definitely a pit bull mix. Like you can see it in his face. He's so affectionate. He is attentive. He's highly trainable. He is cuddly. Did I say that? I said affectionate. Um, he listens well, but he's rambunctious. He's a year and a half old now and he's definitely a you know, crazy <laughs> in a good way. He's a puppy. He is a puppy. He he has the zoomies, you know. He gets a little wind up his skirt and he's got a 
run around the house and grab at the pillows and, and oh, chase by the, the way, it, I would you would not believe and and we'll post this picture in our show notes. You would not believe looking at the before and after picture that it's even the same dog. The, oh yeah, I mean the colors. Nothing is the same about this nothing dog. Is the same, but he has you know his skin is just still healing, so his nose is still pink from the irritation of the mange. Um, demodectic mange is not transferable to humans like sarcoptic manges. Um, it's just an excess of mites that live on the skin of a dog who's been and obviously neglected. a lot of that had been cleaned up by the time you got this dog. Um, yeah, but he's like, he just had his last skin scraping a few weeks ago and it, it came back negative, but he's still very much healing from that yeah. at, at a year and a half. Well, he so. looks so much better now. Oh God. He's, he lets me clip his nails. I've never had a dog who's nails I could clip. I could stick my fingers in his mouth. You can take food away from him. You can take toys away from him. You can tell him was to leave the cat. Was he in a foster home. home or was he at the shelter? He was, he was at the Miami Dade shelter for a few weeks. Um, and then he went to, or maybe a few months. And then he went to a foster home for about six weeks. How do you end up up in New England? A lot of the shelters down south now have programs with um, foster programs up here in the northeast because we simply have more people, more uh, suitable homes for these dogs. And they are high-kill shelters down you, south. You realize come the middle of next January, he's going to be cussing and swearing at everybody uh, because he came from Miami. So. He came from Miami. Yeah. He's going to be, um, we're he's told that... like, what's his white stuff? <laughs> for, you know, and a lot of dogs, especially, he is a, a specific breed, so... Pitbull Terriers were once America's favorite family dog. And it wasn't until the breed became bastardized by ignorant people that um, bad things started to happen. So, you know, we had these these stereotypes in our mind. Me, having worked with all kinds of dogs, I was still a little worried that what is inherent in the breed that may not make him suitable for our household. And um, he is extremely protective. So if someone knocks at the door... You will. You're not walking in our back door unless you're invited. <laughs> let me tell you. Well, we, and where you live, that's not a bad thing. So, I'm in the yeah. country, right? Um, but the thing is, is once you open the door and you walk in, he's extremely affectionate. So um, he is very protective. He um, has to be treated with, you know, the inherent breed qualities have to be treated with respect. But he is not vicious, aggressive, or at all interested in fighting. Well, we have uh, many of our listeners I know that have uh, the same breed of dog. It, Mel, uh, we'll say hi to Mel in Kentucky, who I know has some, and uh, others of our listeners as well. Well, congratulations. The, the picture that uh, we'll put it in our show notes at stablescoop.com for episode 399. The family picture there is such a great family picture. You know, forget that it's a new dog. It's just a good family picture. Aww. It really is. It's really cute. Yeah, they were like, okay, we only have one requirement. You can. They came. They came for a meet and greet, so we thought we were just going to meet the dog. And Buck is like, okay, so when you know, how long do you have to hold him for? Do we have another meet and greet? What? She's like, we can leave him tonight. So we all just looked at each other, me, Buck, and Grace, and we were, we were like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, I only have one requirement. Snap this picture. So in that photograph, we just learned that this dog was going to stay at our oh, house. Oh, and it's we a thought, great picture. It really is a great picture. The dog's posing, which is even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just such a love. He really is a super cuddly. Already in a week's time, he's impressed me more than pretty much any dog I've ever owned my entire life. And that's a lot. Well, good for you guys. I'm really happy Thanks. for you. Thank you. Good job. Well, let's uh, head on over to our Uncle Jimmy. 
and find out a little bit about what's going on. Actually, uh, Jennifer got to talk to him last week, Uncle Jimmy's, of course, of Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls and Licky Things and Pecker Wreckers. And apparently <laughs> they have a whole bunch of new products coming out and things are going very well. They had to get a new factory because uh, wow. they're doing so well over at Uncle Jimmy's. So we're going to hear from Uncle Jimmy and then we're coming back uh, with our monthly segment on health, health and wellness with Rachel Pellison. And what is she? You, you caught up with her last week. I wasn't able to be there. What did she talk about? What are we, what's the topic this week? Blending versus juicing. So raw juices versus um, smoothies. Oh, I'm so sorry. I missed it. Yeah, you have to hear which one we prefer, which one wins, okay. juicing or, or blending. Coming up next. Hello, folks. Uncle Jimmy here, and welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy brand products, where funny names mean serious products. Featuring... Uncle Jimmy's Squeezy Buns, the squeezably soft hand treat that your horse will love. The award-winning Uncle Jimmy's Hangin' Balls. Uncle Jimmy's Sugar-Free Ball. The incredible Licky Thing, also in sugar-free. The amazing Uncle Jimmy's Pecker Wrecker and the Big Licky. The infamous Uncle Jimmy Hangin' Ball was first designed by me for my own horses to help reduce the bad habits which come from stall boredom. It now can be found around the world. This nutritious flavored filled boredom buster will help keep your horses occupied and happy around the clock. Properly hung, it will last for weeks, provided you don't let your horse pin it, and Uncle Jimmy knows who you are. The ball comes in four flavors, apple, carrot, peppermint, molasses, and now sugar-free. Once again, welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy's brand products, where funny names mean serious products, and satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. Welcome back, Rachel. It's the Stable Scoop Health and Wellness Hour. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm very good. You know why I'm good? Why? Well, um, I made a smoothie the other day. You did. Was it your first one? It was it was my first one, but it was my first mindful smoothie. And I bet you'll never guess where I got the inspiration. <laughs> I don't know where. <laughs> well, there's this there's this business called Healing the Hungry Soul and <laughs> they have this Instagram account and well you posted this really delicious looking combination of ingredients and I guess it was for a smoothie. At least that's what that's what I read, and I decided to be inspired and make my own. Oh, cool. I love it. So what's up with smoothies? You're on a kick. Yeah. So we're actually going to talk about the difference between juicing versus blending, which blending is making smoothies. Okay. So what's the difference? What are the pros and cons of each one? Blending versus juicing. I've heard juicing on like an infomercial, I think. So I don't even know what it is. Yes. Pretty popular right now. So Okay. Take it away. All right, so we'll just start with what is the difference between the two. So with juicing, you first have to have a juicing machine, which all it does is juice. And so essentially you put produce into the juicer and it grinds it all up and it extracts all the liquid. And with that liquid comes a lot of vitamins and some minerals and um, the sweetness from the sugars from the produce that you put in there. So it could be vegetables, fruits, kale, apples, anything you throw in there. It doesn't just have to so, be fruity stuff. You can do veggies. 
Yeah. The idea is to try and get more veggies because you get more nutrients from the vegetables, especially the dark leafy greens. Okay. So what you're left with is this very concentrated nutrient dense juice and then um, a lot of pulp is kind of left over. And so some of the not so great things about the juicer is that first you have to get the juicing machine, which can be very expensive. They make, you know, thousand dollar juicing machines and you're left with kind of all this pulp and all this junk that you have to clean up and get in all the nooks and crannies and the crevices. So it's a little bit more of a process, I think, to do juicing than blending. Okay. Um, I don't like process and messes. I know. <laughs> it dissuades me from doing from doing something, from going through the process because, right, yeah. if it gets a little complicated, I can't handle it. Definitely. And, and then in that, so all that cleanup is because you have this pulp left over and all of that pulp is a lot of the fiber and things that are very good for you that are in that produce. So essentially you lose all the fiber and you get this very concentrated portion of nutrients, but also a lot of just um, sugar in there. So you're missing the, um, the fiber and you know, all the other good things in the, in the produce, but you are getting a very concentrated source of nutrients. So if you put about, um, three cups of produce into a juicer, you're going to get about maybe four to eight ounces of juice out of it. Oh, wow. So your, so your return is pretty small. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at some of these producer, um, these juicers on the Williams Sonoma website and the variety, there's just so many, but whatever, style juicer there is, the idea is really just to extract the liquid from whatever produce you put in it. Yep. So you're okay. kind of drinking your fruits and veggies instead of chewing them and eating them. Okay. Um, but have you ever tried juice? Yes. I Well, I've tried cold pressed juice that's been yep, made Yep. That's with, exactly what it is. Yep. And it's really good. It's super tasty. <laughs> it's really good. Like I had wheatgrass juice Mm-hmm. I think I had some combination of fruits and vegetables, which I was very surprised. I thought the vegetable part of it would put me off and wouldn't blend well with the fruits. I was wrong on all levels. It was really delicious and refreshing. Yeah, they're really refreshing and super tasty. Whenever I go to the farmer's market, I always treat myself to a juice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I think to I have to do that. We had, I think we both had the fully rooted juices. Yes. At little, the farmer's uh, market. Rhode Island-based company. Great company. Great juices. So those yes, are those are delicious. sort of professional, commercial-grade juiced yes. juices. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Um, so the commercially produced ones are exactly the same. They just are probably masters at it. And, you know, if you started to do it yourself, you'd have to, you'd have to learn a little bit to get the, the right mixture of kale and oranges and carrots and whatever else they put in there. Okay. Um, so super tasty. So that's one of the reasons why people love juicing is because the end product is super delicious, very refreshing. Um, so switching over to what uh, blended or smoothies are. So you take whole fruits, veggies, and you put them into the blender with some liquid. You blend it all up. And then at the end, you get this kind of thick, juicy mixture that sometimes is a little teeny bit chunky. Um, and so whatever you put into the smoothie or the blender is exactly what you get out. So you retain all the fiber and that's really good for digestive health, really good for promoting, um, probiotic healthy bacteria in the gut. Um, you're going to get a much larger portion. So you put in three cups, you're going to get out three cups. Mm, I like that. So it's efficient. 
Yes, it's a, so it's a more cost effective too because if you you end up with three cups at the end and you get to eat all of it as opposed to putting three cups in and only ending up with maybe half or one cup at the end. I like that. Eat all of it. That's more my yeah. style. Well, I made exactly. a smoothie the other day um, and I just have a junky little blender, tiny little thing, but I used um, fresh strawberries, mango, fresh mango, mm-hmm. and... Um, what else did I put in there? Oh, and almond milk. Cause we really don't drink regular milk anymore. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes just to mix mm-hmm. it up a little bit, but the almond milk, I was like, how's this going to taste with the almond milk? And it was so delicious. And I thought I wasn't, I thought it would be too thick because the mango is actually kind of fibrous, right? Yeah, it is. Yep. It was delicious. And it, it, it was filling. I, mm-hmm. I got two, uh, 12 ounce glasses out of, you know, not a lot of fruits, not a lot of produce. Mm-hmm. So Grace had one, I had one, and I was full from that for the next three hours. Yeah, definitely. So all that fiber that you kept in there, um, that's going to help keep you fuller longer. So okay. that is one big benefit of the smoothies is definitely a fullness factor Okay, that you probably won't get with the juice. Um, so I would say the only the only slight disadvantage to the smoothies is that really eating whole fruits and vegetables is best. So anything in their natural form is going to be best. So even a smoothie, by putting it in the blender, we are processing it to some degree. Now the processing is minimal, um, but by doing any sort of processing, it changes the way your body digests it. And so um, eating a whole apple would be better than eating a blended apple. Ah. But the difference between those two is is pretty minimal okay. either way. So but a lot of people aren't going to eat um, two cups of spinach and an apple and a mango for breakfast, right? That's just That's not weird. realistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if you blend it up and put it in a smoothie and you eat all of that for breakfast, then by if that's going to increase your fruit and vegetable intake, then by all means, that's 100% a winner for all, all around health. It is easy to consume. And that's part of the reason why I make them for breakfast, especially now with a 13-year-old daughter who barely has time to sit down and eat in the morning. Um, it's yeah. a great way to get make sure she starts her day off with the right nutrition. It's just easy to consume. Yeah, absolutely. And the nice thing about the smoothies too is you can make them ahead of time. So they're good in the refrigerator for about two days. Mm. Um, So sometimes I'll make one in the evening. I'll have it uh, sometimes before dinner (laughs) if I haven't had my smoothie for the day. And then I'll have one for the next two mornings. So I'm kind of all set. So I just grab my little bottle in the fridge and off I go. And I've got like this delicious, tasty, nutrient-rich smoothie for breakfast. So at what point would you say – I, okay, so I can definitely get the benefits to having a smoothie. That's pretty. That's a no-brainer, pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. And the juicer is good too. Why would you? Why would you even juice something and go for the four to six ounces of liquid when you can get, a, you know, much greater benefit from the smoothie? Yeah, um, you know, I think it really depends on your personal preference. For me, the benefits of the smoothie, the convenience of the smoothie, the cost of the smoothie outweigh going to juice. Um, but the juices are really freaking delicious. Oh so. my God. I know. I was just thinking that. So, I'm like, it's, that's a nice little treat. Like you said, when you go to the farmer's market, treat. you treat yourself. I know some of the commercial chains carry cold pressed juices now. I think Starbucks and some of the other big names, um, they're really expensive. I mean, you're expected to yes, pay $8 for a bottle of yes. juice. Um, 
Yep. But, you know, the the health benefits run the gamut. I mean, from, you know, reports have said there's really no benefit at all to, oh my gosh, yes, they're extremely beneficial. My guess is that the reality is somewhere in the middle. Um, but it yeah. is, it's a nice treat because the, it's just so delicious. Honestly, I don't, if you're a soda drinker or if you're a water drinker, you need to try the juices because it's different. It just, it, it's, it refreshes your body. Like it doesn't ref- it just really refresh your does. thirst. It's, you can you feel your body go, oh, thank you. Yeah. You feel like you're doing something really good for yourself, especially if it's bright green, then you know, it's extra good for you. Um, yeah, so it's super tasty. So I, I think, um, juicing has its place, but I wouldn't recommend that people consume two, three juices a day because it really is a lot of sugar. You're not getting any fiber. There's no protein. Um, so it, it really can become a high sugar food. And so, especially if you have any blood sugar issues or you're watching your sugar intake, I wouldn't go too crazy on the, um, the juicing. Okay. So like one or and two then, a day max. Yeah. One or two a day max. Um, you know, and you've got to think about how much produce it takes to make those too. So if you, if, if you make it yourself or if you purchase it, you, you've got a lot of investment in those juices. So I just find um, smoothies to be a lot more accessible. You can make a smoothie for a dollar. If you use banana and some spinach and, um, almond milk or something, they're way more cheap, um, and more filling. So I'm, I'm clearly on the, uh, I'm on the smoothie track, but I do love the juices too. Okay. So what do you, what are your favorite things to put in smoothies? So I, my recipe is I do three cups of veggies, two cups of fruit, and then two cups of liquid. And that will give you about two 16 ounce servings. So it's a pretty hefty, serving. It's a great breakfast. Yeah. Three, three cups of vegetables, two of mm-hmm. fruit and how much liquid? Two cups of liquid. And two cups of liquid. Um, what's the best thing to blend them in? Like a blender, just an old fashioned blender? Yeah. Any blender works. Um, you know, there's the more you pay for a blender, the more high power it's going to be. So the more efficiently it's going to blend things up and the less time it would take to burn it out essentially. Right. Um, so, but you don't need anything really fancy. I have, um, a Ninja, which is a fairly high powered, which I love. I'm really happy with. Um, I've heard the Vitamixes are fantastic. Those are more of a high end blender, but any really, any old blender will work. The Vitamix. I'm honestly, I'm on the William Snowball website and it is like food mm. porn. It, it's, you know, they have a <laughs> strawberry one in one blender and something green and something red in another blender. I'm like, okay, I'll dish out, you know, $400 for a blender. Yeah. <laughs> if I can make food that looks that good. No, I think 100, 150, you're going to get a great blender. And I mean, obviously you want to go high end, you can, but I don't think you need to spend that much by any means. Wonderful. They have, actually, they've got one that's $129, which looks really good. Um, yeah, so they, they uh, you know, like any online vendor, you could find something that's in your price range. That'll, that'll get yeah, the job done. Yeah, middle of the line. That'll yep. get the job done. What would you suggest? So give us an idea of what what kinds of fruits and vegetables make the best smoothies. You what do you there? like to try? My three favorite veggies to put in are um, spinach, English cucumbers, and beets. I just find they they blend up really nicely. They provide good flavor without being overpoweringly green or bitter. Um, and the beets give you this nice kind of earthiness that and a little sweetness from the beet sugars. So I, those are my three favorites to put in. Okay. And what kinds of fruits would you mix them with? And then fruit, I do anything. I love berries. Um, apples are great. 
uh, mango. You can use fresh fruit or frozen fruit. Um, a really ripe banana is a great thing to put in there. Yeah, we do. Ban- I can't eat bananas by themselves, but I can have a banana in a smoothie, like half a banana mm. in a smoothie. But bananas yeah. by themselves, they, they make me feel like somebody punched me in the gut, <laughs> which is horrible <laughs> because I do – I get a sense for when my body is low in potassium – it's one mm. of those things I crave. This happened when I got pregnant. There were certain things that I would start to crave and my doctor was like, "You're either your baby needs it or your body needs it. So if you're craving something very specific, get it, eat it. Yeah, go for it. And some days I wake up and I'm like, I really need a banana or I really need some <laughs> orange juice, which is strange because they're not things that I typically crave. Yeah. And then as soon as I eat that thing, it's it's done. I'm 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 gone. I mean, I'm like, you know, the craving is over. You're feeling better. Yeah, feeling much better. So a banana yeah. always works works well. Yeah, and bananas are so easily accessible. They, you know, last on your counter for a week or so, and um, they're so inexpensive. You can get a whole bunch of bananas for like a you know buck fifty or something. So bananas a great one to do. Um, and then as far as the liquid in there goes, you can use. I tend to use water because I don't like my smoothies too sweet. Um, but you can use almond milk. Um, coconut milk, you can use tea, herbal tea. Um, some people like to put sparkling water in there, just gives it a little fizz. Ooh, so I gotta try yeah, that. Yeah, any any kind of liquid you can put in there. Now it's funny. So coconut milk, I gotta try that. I like I said, I use almond milk. Um and I probably should know this, but you're gonna know it off the top of your head. Does <laughs> almond milk and calcium milk, those plant based milks, do they have calcium in them added or inherent? Uh, both. So they may have some amount of calcium in there, depending on which you choose. So almonds would have more than like a coconut milk or a cashew milk. Okay. Um, but most of them are also fortified with calcium. So if you just look on the label, there's so many different brands and different formulations. Okay. If you look on the label, you'll see if it's got added calcium or what the, you know, most of them have about 30% of your calcium for the day in there. Okay. And then kale and, and the green leafies are another good source for calcium, right? Yeah, they definitely are. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, it's, it's nice to kind of have this idea in your head that the things that you're putting into your blender are going to meet certain nutrient requirements for you. And I'm always like, I think I'm low on calcium. Like I said, I've got the potassium craving. So it's nice to know that, meaning I don't have to think too much about it. Oh, I can grab a cup of almond milk and put that in. Or if I'm making my smoothie with um, kale or spinach, my calcium is covered. I'm good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, okay. and if you make your smoothies ahead of time and you're someone like me who is not going to make breakfast in the morning, just like a grab and run, you're so much better off grabbing a smoothie out of the fridge than stopping at Dunkin' Donuts and getting a bagel or, you know, a bacon, egg and cheese or something. So it's a really, I love smoothies because they're like a convenience food yep. um, and and you bypass all that junk and they're just, they're so good for you. And they really do make you feel so good. Like if I don't have a smoothie, I'm like, I need my smoothie for today. I'm going to have it before dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Dessert before dinner. Smoothie freak. (laughs) We had a, uh, last week we had Nick Snap from the Snap, Make It Snappy Productivity Show on. And we were talking about um, ways to help you eat healthier by getting organized. And we talked about setting Mm. some time aside each week for chopping your vegetables, your fruits and vegetables, prepping your food. And so this, I think that um, routine 
that process mm-hmm. is making it part of your routine is good for both eating healthy, but also for making it easier to make smoothies in a short time period yeah. or take the time to actually make the smoothies ahead. You said you can put it in the freezer, right? Uh, I just put them in the fridge. So in the fridge, they're just so the chilled. Yeah. Two days. So we're combining yep. If we're thinking productivity wise, being more productive and efficient with our time, um, mm-hmm. smoothies seems like a perfect fit into that whole mindset. Yeah, you know, if you want to get really efficient, you can choose stuff that you don't have to chop. So if you go spinach, banana, almond milk, there's no chopping, no, no nothing involved. You can put that whole banana right in there. See, that's what I like to do. Just throw it in there and <laughs> press a button. That is so my style. Yep. Yeah. I like this. I should be really fit and healthy by, by the end of the <laughs> summer with my juices and my blends and my productivity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Where would you suggest people go for information about making smoothies or recipes? Um, I like a book called Simple Green Smoothies, and they have a website. I think it's green smoothies, greensmoothiechallenge.com. Um, so you can get a 10 day green smoothie challenge for free online, which is like just such a nice resource. They give you all the information about how to make them, recipes, all different things. Um, and it's really easy. And one thing we didn't talk about is you can put really delicious add-ins in your smoothies, like almond butter, yogurt, or kefir. You can put avocado. I love to put fresh, um, fresh ginger in my smoothies, gives Mm. it a little kick. Um, so you can really get super creative. Um, you can put cocoa powder, protein powder in there. So you really don't need to know what you're doing. Like you can just sort of mix these ingredients and somehow they all blend well together like you yeah. know I'm thinking like my thing would probably come out brown and yeah it's okay. <laughs> some of some of them do come out brown they're not all bright green and that's fine they still taste delicious okay okay <laughs> so you really can't um, go wrong in blending these ingredients because they work so well no together. I would say when you do the three cups of veggies two cups of fruit two cups of liquid and then add a small amount of the other add-ins um, you know, it's like salt, put a little pinch in and then you can always add more. You kind of can't go wrong when you start with that basic recipe. Okay. I can't wait to experiment. I'm going to experiment yeah. and then report back and, and share my, my, uh, the results of my experiment. <laughs> Sounds good. I can't wait to hear about yeah. it. Okay. And where can people find out more about you, Rachel? Yes, you can find me online at rachelpellison.com and then also on Facebook and Instagram at Healing the Hungry Soul. Awesome. Thank you for another amazing wellness segment. We'll hear from you again next month, won't we? Sounds good. Thank you. Well, as we announced last week on the show, we are so excited uh, to welcome a new title sponsor to the Stable Scoop Radio Show for the Year of the Listener. And we're also so excited that the Year of the Listener has been so popular. We've been getting great feedback. Our numbers are up 20% this year. And because people like to hear about other people that are like them. And it's been <laughs> so cool. And, you know, we, we are so excited because last year, Horselovers.com started with us on the Radiothon. And they were one of our title sponsors on the Radiothon. And now we're continuing that relationship on Stable Scoop for, for a year. And we're, we're very happy to have with us Jennifer, who is the customer service manager from Horse Lovers. Hi, Jennifer. Hey, Glenn. How's it going? Good. Welcome aboard. Yeah, we're so excited to continue this, um, doing all these things with you guys and being the sponsors. Um, it's been a really exciting year for us. 
Well, you know, last year when we did the Radiothon at, uh, at the holidays, you, we were promoting the fact that uh, our listeners could enter to, and your customers could enter to win a contest. And the contest was a yep. trip to Orlando, to Disney World, to do all the horsey stuff. And we had just been there. When we put this together, we had just been there. I was talking to Jason. We, we went down and we recorded a show at Disney World, and they were so nice and everything. And then last week... Uh, we had visitors. Uh, we had the big boss from Horse Lovers stop by with the winners, uh, an eventer uh, girl out of California and her boyfriend or husband or something. And they stopped by, and you guys were all here in the studio doing the morning show with us. And then, Helena, they sent over these two huge boxes of prizes, and they took pictures <laughs> with the prizes. And apparently that's not all. This girl won a skid of prizes. <laughs> it is a skid. That's awesome. Like a real it skid. It is a skid of prizes. Mm-hmm. So, we don't send do it to them small. in a pallet. Horse <laughs> lovers do does it right. Go big or go home. <laughs> That's right. That is so true. Well, I'm pretty hey, We have excited. to live up to that world largest tax shop title that we carry, right? That's right. <laughs> well, that's a great segue because I. I have a hard time actually browsing through your site because I don't know where to go first They're, with all the brands and everything I'm, I constantly need, or at least I think I need, I'm like, where do I go first? And I get distracted by these beautiful, colorful, wonderful products that you have right on your homepage. I'm like, Oh, I need a new fit shirt. Oh, what's, yeah. uh, what's Farnham got going on this week? Or, and of course, one of my favorite all time ever brands is Shires. So you guys have this, you basically curate the best products from the best brands and, and manufacturers, you must have a full team of buyers. How does that work? Um, it's, it's a, it's a long days when we go and actually go to some of these trade shows and, you know, uh, talk to each of the vendors. Um, it's a very big team effort. Um, as a group or it's, we're a small company. So we take on a lot of titles as, you know, I'm the customer service manager, but I make a big effort to be a part of, bringing this experience to you guys as far as the products we select and stuff and the deals that we find because, you know, as horse lovers, if you spend any time on it, um, not only do we sell the newest items that are coming out, you know, the brands that are spring lines or fall lines, you know, they roll through different seasons. Um, We do work closely with all these vendors that we've established relations with to um, get any of their closeout items, you know, things that, you know, maybe they overstocked on or just wasn't as popular as they thought it would be. And we try to bring those back to the customer just because they are all quality brands. Um, but it is, it's a daily going through the, the different vendors that we carry and, you know, making sure we're promoting the best of the best. I got to tell you, I, one of the things I like about the website being a horse husband is the deal of the day. You have a deal of the day on mm-hmm. there every day, and uh, I come over and look at it every day because I know Jennifer is going to be looking at it every day. Uh, so, so I got to get my defenses up, right? So, um, but right now, the the they have fits. They have all kinds of fits clothing on sale today, and this will be gone by the probably the time people listen to this. Uh, but they have all ki- yeah. kinds of fits clothing on say up to 55% off and you know we love fits we we are we're set up mm-hmm. usually right across from Vedata uh but yeah so that's the kind of deals you can find there uh, yeah. in the deal of the day and that's not the only thing they have flash sales and and uh and then the categories one of the things i like and this is a pet peeve of Helena and I's because we've been in this retail business for almost 20 years is when you go to mm-hmm. websites and you 
their drop-down menus where you actually search for products are so unorganized and you can't find stuff. I want to be able to get there in one or two clicks, and I want to do it quickly, and I can do that in your site, which is so nice. Yeah, it's. I mean, the the marketing team has done a great job um, with this newest platform that we've come out with. Exactly like you're saying, we've worked really hard to talk horse speak because it's interesting when we did it that some of the items, that some of the terminology that you get custom using is not necessarily what people are searching by. So it was making it very important for us to make sure, like you said, you're going to go to halters. You want to look at and you know what kind of halter you're looking for. You're looking for a leather. You're looking for a breakaway, and you want to get to that place and search for that item. That's and right. It's, yeah. It is. And you also understand I mean, that, it's good to hear. You also understand that horse people um, don't have just horses. We typically have a whole host of living creatures that depend on us for their survival. <laughs> so dog blankets are included and some pet supplies. And so a little kitty face on there. And that's, I appreciate that too, because it, it makes it a place where you can, it's one-stop shopping, you know, like yep. it's raining out right now and I'm looking at my my horse's rain sheets that are sitting on the fence getting soaked. <laughs> they should be on my horse's <laughs> bodies. And I'm like, oh, the dog doesn't, dog doesn't want to go outside. We need to get him a raincoat. You know, so it's nice that you kind of consider the entire horse person and not just the horse needs. Yeah. That, I mean, that's definitely our goal um, to, you know, almost in a lot of barn supplies. Because just to your point, you know, no one has, you know, one animal when they get into the world of horses, right? <laughs> And the other thing we want to point out too, and you know, this is we've had, uh, we've had other, you know, we've talked uh, about other companies here in the past that were all English. You guys are Western and English both, which is makes it so nice because our listeners are are about half and half. Yeah, yeah, we're probably about sixty forty, but it's it we're trying to add more and more of the Western lines, um, making them available to the consumer. Um, just because there's a lot of people that do even do both, you know, they, they, you know, transition between both disciplines. Um, and it's important to be able to, to share both with the customer. Yeah. My wife and Western dressage is getting more, yeah. Yeah. Western dressage is getting more popular. So even the lines between disciplines are starting to blend a little bit. Yep. Yep. That's very exciting that, you know, it's just adding a whole new uh, aspect to the world of riding. I think as, at the, as the Western dressage is, you know, growing in popularity. Well, one of the other things we're doing as part of this title sponsorship, and uh, Helene and I are personally excited about this because we'll be able to get the listeners involved a bit in this as well, is since we started this show almost nine years ago now, um, we have done a product review because Helene and I are kind of product geeks. So we've been doing product reviews for years called our Tech and Habit segment. And now that's also going to be sponsored by HorseLovers.com. And you mm-hmm. guys are actually going to be providing us products that from all yep. different companies, all different types of products. And some Helene and I will review. Some our auditors, our uh, auditors, our listeners will review. So mm-hmm. we're looking forward to that, doing that every week in conjunction with with you guys and we really appreciate you putting the time and effort into helping us with that because you know to be honest Helene and I after nine years are tired and uh, <laughs> and we appreciate the help uh, but it, you know it was tough sometimes for us uh, every week to come up with something new to talk about because we don't have the vast storehouse you guys do so yeah you know it's going to be nice having but some I think help on that yeah but I think it's such a great part it's such an important part of you know um our industry is to be able to review the products because I think it's important to the customer so that they know that someone's been touching them and working with, you know, you know, whether it's a barn product or a breech or, you know, a saddle or a bridle, it's, 
it, you know, it, it makes the manufacturers of them, you know, change the way that they process them. If, you know, the customers say, well, we would like, we love these, but can't they be more like this? And without people reviewing them, you're not going to get those answers. Um, you have a nice feedback on the quality loop. of the product. You have a nice feedback yeah. loop now. I mean, with, with so much of retail and equestrian retail included, um, taking place mm-hmm. online now, the it's hard to go and touch and feel and try a product. So this is a really nice exactly. opportunity, I think, for for all of us, the people who are trying the products, as well as um, you, the retailer, so you know what people want to buy, why they want to buy it, and then you can pass that feedback on to the manufacturers. So Absolutely. having been in product development before in my previous life, that kind of um, feedback is just absolutely critical to your success as a product developer. And so yeah. I'm particularly excited I, I agree. to have the opportunity to represent our audience and and bring that feedback mm-hmm. to you guys. Yeah, and we're adding we're we're adding a great new review process to our um, to most of our products going forward. It's still in a little bit of the testing phases, but it's going to be, I think, exactly to your point, very important because it's going to allow the consumers to make comments and help other consumers. Um, about different products on sizing and such and, and those different things because this is an industry where it's sized horse cob oversized and you know people that are new to horse ownership you know are looking for specific inches in measurements and that's not something that's always available um, from the manufacturers it's just based on the breed of the horses so right. you know we're always educating too you know you have all these experienced riders out there have been doing it for a long time and take it for granted but there's a lot of people that are just getting their first horse. And, you know, I want to be able to help both sides of that. Um, and I think, you know, being able to do these reviews and, you know, having the reviews available on our site, is, it's, it's a huge thing for, um, you know, whether you're a beginner rider or been doing it for a long time. Yeah, agreed. And people who think, and honestly, I've had cob-sized bridles from two different manufacturers that are definitely mm-hmm. two different sizes. Yeah, so, I agree. You know, yep. there's... There's some kind you know, of and, it, and it's hard to explain that to people that, you know, don't shop e-commerce all the time and um, are used to touching and feeling you know, a lot of the items. So if the reviews are out there, they're saying, hey, this one's a little bit bigger. Um, you know, it's just something that is going to be available to the consumer now, which is going to be great for us. And that makes it that makes your return and exchange policy kind of important, too. If if there is mm-hmm. going to be a little bit of trial and error when you're buying online, it's comfortable to know that the company I'm buying from has a fair exchange policy and you guys are great. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, we're pretty open about taking, you know, most things back, even if it falls outside of the range of, you know, our policy, you know, we like to work with the customers best we can. Cause we understand, you know, you know, things happen, you know, sits in a, in a barn for two months and you're like, Oh no, I no longer need this item. You know, we'll work with you. We're happy right. to do it. Right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's for sale that um, people's lives and safety depend on. Their horse's health depends on it. So if you get something mm-hmm. and you're not comfortable, you think that you can't depend on this product, it's really, really nice. I mean, that just creates um, a lot of comfort in my mind. I'm going to go to horselovers.com. If I have a problem, you guys are available to chat. You know, you're responsive to your emails and on social media channels. So you just don't feel like you bought something and then you're on your own there. There is... There's a nice, and I mean, this falls under your camp. There's a nice customer relationship, even though you're not actually in my town yep. or in my back pocket. I still feel like there's a relationship with you guys. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, and that's what we—that's exactly the what we want the customer to feel is that we're here for them. You know, sometimes the phone lines are really busy, and I know the customers get frustrated when they're you know waiting in line. But you know, every one of the reps that work here um, is you know working with the customer as you know as best as they can to make sure they're getting the best experience from us as a company. And 
I happen to know that one of those customer service people, you, is a horse girl. And yes, it, is, it is our year of the listener. By the way, horselovers.com is where you want to go for everything we were just talking about. And uh, you can put a Z at the end, horseloversz.com. Uh, I think it works the other way, too. I think I tried it the other day, and it comes back to you guys anyway. But um, but we... Uh, yeah, that's the IT guys. <laughs> yeah. Now, you're, you have, is our year listener, so now I'm going to catch you off guard and ask you about you. Are, I happen to know that you're a horse person, and you had you uh, also went into being a horse mom. Yep. So I how was, many kids? I started out as a horse. I have two. I have a 23-year-old daughter, Chelsea, and I have a 21-year-old daughter, Megan. And they were both avid riders. Um, I think they would consider themselves avid riders, but, you know, one's graduated from college and one's just finishing up college. So our uh, show seasons have kind of been put on pause until we can get hopefully get back into them. <laughs> now, what kind of show? But, uh, uh, they dabbled uh, in... Most of it, their biggest focus was uh, dressage um, as we went forward, but they were pony clubbers. Uh, I was um, You're a involved pony, in pony club, club mom. <laughs> yes, I am. I was uh, I was the secretary. I was the treasurer. <laughs> I was diehard pony club. Um, I also did 4-H um, and then a lot of uh, the show circuits for the dressage once they got uh, really involved in dressage. Chelsea had a great little Connemara pony that we um, was leased to us by a wonderful family um, that she took pretty far um, until we uh, lost him a couple of years ago. He was a great experience for both of them. I credit him with teaching them how to ride. <laughs> well, one of the, the horses things... always get the credit. They That's always right. get the credit. Yeah, that's right. uh, yeah. And so they should. Yeah, I think you failed if you don't give them the credit. Absolutely. Well, now, Jen, you um, you also rode, and uh, you know, if if I have this right, and it's usually the typical story, and it's our listener, by the way, our, yeah. you, you became a horse mom, so you kind of put your riding on the back seat, and then yes. now you're at the point where they're out. Do you want to get back into riding again? By the way, that is a majority of our listeners now are getting back into it after yeah. the kids are out. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably a, I'm probably one of your statistics. I would go I would go with that. Um, I um, I've had my porter horse since I've, I've been riding him since he was about three, and I purchased him when he was about nine, and he just turned 21, and oh, wow. he's my dressage partner. I still ride him on a regular basis. He's uh, he's a little far away from me now, and a, a farm is about an hour and a half away, and he's become a wonderful schoolmaster. Everybody there loves him. Um, so it's a, I feel like it's a testament to, you know, how well the girls and I have, uh, worked with him over the years. And, uh, so he was purchased for me for my 40th birthday. Um, and this year is, I won't mention is the next decade birthday. So we are in the process of building a barn at our new farm. So he will be moving to my home. So I'm doing exactly what you're saying, Glenn. How exciting. <laughs> I'm the kids. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, I've already warned my husband that, you know, he can't come alone because he's been in a herd his whole life. So we'll have to bring... <laughs> so we need know, six. To get that. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't say two, right? <laughs> I said, how many? <laughs> you can't so just I, have you know, two. That's, that's, that's not a next. herd. No, That's no, a pair. No. Nope. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm really excited only, for Only you. People, go, people go around in a couple. <laughs> right. I'm really excited for you because being a mom, you know, you give up so much 
of mm-hmm. your own personal yeah. joys. I'm going to say joys, but you're yeah. the little things that you like to pursue so that your kids can have. And it's really hard yeah. sometimes when you, you know, sometimes I go up to my daughter's lesson and, and they're all riding around up there and I'm like, Oh, wouldn't it be nice to jump a course? Why am I or, not paying for a lesson? <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. This. But so this yeah. is an, a really a special time for you. I'm really excited for you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I just I know the people at the barn are going to be devastated when he leaves, but <laughs> you know, I think it's it's just time. I just feel like it's um I'm it's probably one of the most exciting times for me. It's just to think that you know all these years I've always wanted them. You know, you pay board and you don't have as many horses as you like because you know I don't you know there's a difference between boarding and keeping them in your you know in your backyard. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're far from them. You always have to get in the car and drive there, and you only get to spend a couple hours. So yeah, it'll be, it's going to be really exciting, um, to be able to do, to take that next step. And Hey, I, you know, maybe I'll get back into showing, um, who's to say, but I, I mean, I have to say doing the, taking the kids showing, I mean, I just felt that the horses made them better people. It's just because it's such a commitment to, um, taking care of them and, um, it just it made them more well-rounded, I think, having that experience. And I just always loved sitting back and watching the whole thing, whether they were just, you know, hosing them down and playing around with them in the barn or, you know, seriously getting ready to show, you know, and, you know, I don't need to tell you the difference between a schooling show and a recognized show. The pressures are just so different. Um, but it's just been a great experience overall watching them do that. And my husband always said, hey, they didn't have boyfriends until they were 20. <laughs> See, that's yeah, the, what we always, baby. we've been saying that for years. You want to keep it's them away from boys, place. buy them a horse. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the years I worked at the barns, because I did a lot of bartering to, you know, to keep the horses. Like clean stalls and did stuff like that. And I always would laugh at the kids. You watch them turn 16 and the permits would come and you'd be like, okay, this will be interesting. The horse is either going to get sold or they're going to keep coming. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> it was like the transition time. I get the car, the horse has got to go, or I really still want the horse. Well, Jennifer, we do this thing uh, every week with uh, the listeners during the Year of the Listener where we ask them rapid-fire questions. So, Helena, I think we should just catch her off guard and ask her. What do you think? <laughs> just, I think we should do it. I think rapid we should fire. do it. All right. Here you go, She's whether you want to or not. Her. <laughs> All right. Here All righty. What's your favorite food? Oh, I told you how old I'm going to be. It's probably based on my mood. Um, probably it either could be sushi or Potato chips and onion dip. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. You are a god. There's an eclectic taste. <laughs> but both of them would have to have Merlot involved. <laughs> there you go. Well, that, that solves everything. You want to come over? What are you doing tonight? Come on over. Hang out with me. Pop there you go. <laughs> what, so then what's your least favorite food? Mm, I have to go with probably liver. I remember growing up and always having to eat that at my uh, parents' My mom house. used to make it, too. Liver and onions. I was like, oh, God. Ugh, I, I think it's supposed to be in... Yeah, liver and onions. That was the tradition, right? Yeah. Like, who came up with that? Because liver wasn't bad enough. They had to add I, onions. I, yeah, that's there. right. Yeah. <laughs> that's some kind of, like, Chinese torture or something. Okay. Yeah, I agree. What is your biggest equestrian pet peeve? Hmm. Um, I would think in all the years working at barns and being in, in, involved in the shows um, is watching people treat the animal more like an object than a partner. Um, you know, they're, they're missing the boat on what it means to have a horse. 
I always say that person needs to do NASCAR. They're not supposed to be riding. That's um, a great comparison. Because yeah. some people do treat their, their horses like race cars. Yeah. Yeah. When it becomes a tax write-off, I don't think it's, you know, <laughs> you're, you're getting what the, what these animals bring to the table. No, ma'am. Okay. Do you have a favorite professional or celebrity equestrian? Hmm. Um, there's a lot of them that I liked over the years, but, um, I'm actually on a uh, Lendon Gray's youth dressage festival committee and working with her over the past 10 years is been, um, she is the epitome of what an, an equestrian is. Um, and hopefully people will, um, continue to, you know, follow what she, her core, um, teaching is, you know, she's so involved with the kids and trying to make them good riders as they come up the, uh, up the ladder and giving them opportunities, you know, just, you know, she finds horses for kids that don't have the means to get them. And, you know, these kids are forever in her debt and, you know, are happy to be there. She's committed to the cause, the real cause of creating an experience Mm -hmm. for kids, not just, or for people, not just teaching, but creating the experience that will become a part of their yeah, and will become second age. bigger and bigger. Yeah. yeah, yep. So if you could choose a career that did not involve horses, what would you like to try? Well, I do have a huge passion for photography. Um, so that would probably be something I would do. I was in, you know, I like art and, you know, painting and those type of things. So uh, do you like to photograph I would say people I would do or that. landscapes? Mm-hmm. Well, I would probably have to, the horses would still be involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> They're never far, far I did, away. Yeah. I used to do the school yearbook when my kids are little. So I did a lot of kids photography, um, dabbled a little wedding photography, but, um, take, you know, that would be something that I would steer towards would be, you know, that passion. If you won a million dollars and you had to use it to go on vacation, where would you go? Uh, any place with a beach. <laughs> mm. I'm with you, girl. Yeah, let's you, bring this. I really, I really do need to get the Merlot out. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have to. It, I wouldn't be too picky where they send me, but I would have to have a beach. <laughs> Something about salt water and sun. to just you can Correct. never truly get clean. This is what I say. I can never truly get clean unless I go dip myself in a warm, salty ocean somewhere. Absolutely. <laughs> if you were to describe yourself with just three words, what three words would you choose? Hmm. Well, around here, they'd like to say I have a lot of candor. So that would probably be the number one word. Um, and I'm pretty open and honest. Um, You're a Jersey really girl, aren't you? I had you guess. Your, vo- your <laughs> accent. I, that's how I guess. <laughs> and your attitude. Born and raised. <laughs> accent and attitude. Right there, make a Jersey girl. <laughs> that's me. I knew you weren't from like Mississippi. So I, you know, yeah, well, (laughs) I don't think I could pull that accent off. (laughs) Northeast New Jersey. I called home for a long time. (laughs) East New Jersey. So that would be Bergen County. Yep. I was born in Bergen County and uh, we moved to Morris County when I was about 10. Ah. Uh, My sister actually still calls Jersey city home. I grew up just over the border in Rockland County, right in Suffern, on the border of Mawa. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yeah. So there's real northern Jersey. (laughs) We're a special breed. Yeah. Um, Yes. Okay. So. That's one word. What's one word? Special breed? Special. Yeah. Special? That's (laughs) one. 
I'm sick, Glenn. Can you please just <laughs> let me make my mistakes in peace? Thank you very much. What, Jennifer, what's the most terrifying thing you've ever done, and would you do it again? Oh, my God. Um, I try to avoid terrifying. Um, <laughs> uh, I usually like to use the, the analogy that the highest place I like to be is on the back of my horse. <laughs> Isn't that um, funny? There's so much to not fear when you're up there, but yet you take those I know. steps up the ladder. And, the and my, husband, my husband is like, that is terrifying being up there. I was like, well, I guess it's all in your perspective. Um, you know, because I'm not a big fan of flying, like going on planes, but I'm not going to not visit the world because I'm afraid of that. So I'll get over it. But, you know, I haven't done things like jump out of an airplane or, um, you know, go down a roaring river in a raft. I'm not sure why people would want to do that. So... Um, I, I don't really, I, I don't have an answer for that because I've, I've avoided that word terrifying. Okay. You know, childbirth was an experience, but you know, I wouldn't have called it terrifying. <laughs> it has to, no, you know what? T- two years old, two and three year olds, those, that can be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's some yeah. moments there. Um, gosh, as, as they all come flooding back to me as we're talking about it, you know, those midnight runs down the hallway when you hear your kid making so- uh, sounds that they just shouldn't be making. Yeah. Um, well, and my younger daughter escaped from her crib. She took the railings right out of it. They, see, so, that's terror right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, when she comes walking into your bedroom, you're like, how did you get out of the crib? <laughs> and what route did you take to get here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you could have a superhero power, what would it be? A superhero power? Oh, I don't really do Marvel comics. Um... I guess I would like to fly. Hmm. Like if I was in Superman, I would, I would, I would take flying. It's different when you, when, when you're, when you're controlling your flight, when you're Correct. in someone else's exactly. controls, hold up a story. Right. Got yes. it. <laughs> I'm with you. See, we do have a lot. I don't know if it's horse women or if it's Jersey girls, but we have control issues. <laughs> I, feel I much know. More I think, I think it's the Jersey girl thing. Cause I keep here. I hear that more and more from people. Yeah. <laughs> I like to be in control of my own destiny. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Um, okay. Last one. If your horse could speak, this is maybe your new one, or what question would you ask? Hmm. You know what? I would probably ask to, I don't know how to put this in, in the sentence, but like, are like, to tell me when, how how do you tell me when you're in pain? Because in all the years that I've been around horses, I feel like they master pain more than people do. And like yeah. they're in more pain than they've, that they're, I don't know whether they're not willing to tell you or the, just their, um, the way that they're, the, just the animals that they are. I just, you, you, I mean, you know, when they're in extreme pain, you can see it in their eye, but sometimes yeah. I think they're in pain and they're just, tolerating it. I think, you know, second to dogs, they're one of the most domesticated animals I've ever been around. Yeah. Just, and I, I think that would be something that I would want even all people to know because I don't think people realize how much they're tolerating, you know, they don't complain. Them, no, when you're ripping the bit in their mouth or you're tightening the girth too harsh or, you know, just, you know, what you would consider simple things, but even just their general pain, you know, if they're, you know, have a, pain in their back or something, you know, outside of seeing them lame, sometimes they think they mask it more. And I would, I would like that to be answered so you can help them. I love it. That's perfect. 
Very good. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, from horselovers.com. We appreciate you stopping by, and we're looking forward to the party. Yes, and it's always fun to talk to you guys. So we're going to be traveling in, in two weeks now. God, it's hard to believe it's that close. We're going to be heading to Rolex and, of course, the three-day event down there in Kentucky, larger, the only four-star here in the United States. We're so excited. Jamie's going to be there. A bunch of listeners are going to be there. Wanted to remind all the listeners that are going to be there that we're doing a meetup a half an hour before the start of Cross Country on Saturday at Jump Number One. So make your way out. It's usually to the left as you walk uh, into the Cross Country fields. Jump Number One. We're going to meet up a half an hour before the start of the day. We're going to hang out together. We can walk some jumps together, watch together, and then everybody kind of splits up. And then we're going to reconvene, and we'll get the time for you. I don't know the time yet. We're going to reconvene later in the day at the Eventing Nation booth. So the Horse Nation Eventing Nation booth, and Jamie and I are emceeing the trivia contest at Eventing Nation, and we're going to give away, they're going to give away, well, I think they gave away about $1,000 worth of stuff last time. So they're going to give away a ton of prizes in the trivia competition, and Jamie and I are going to lead that. So we'll get the times for you, and we can hang out all together on Saturday. Our coverage, we're going to do two shows from Rolex this year uh, on Horses in the Morning, is going to be brought to you by Bates saddles and we appreciate their support and of course the clarion hotel where we stay i have a bait saddle do you do you like your bait saddle love 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 it now do you have one with the changeable gullet i do yeah it's so nice jennifer got this new horse you know she has the wintech version of that she got this new horse all she did was change a gullet out so nice (laughs) yeah and brody you know he gets fat and skinny over the winter and the summer and so i have to change a gullet every now and again super easy love it Good. Terrific. And then, of course, Clarion Hotel, where we stay in there uh, when we're there. Now, they're out of rooms for Rolex, but next time you're in Lexington, take a look. ClarionHotelLex.com. And now, Neil, hit the music. It's time for Tack and Habit. This Tack and Habit segment is sponsored by my new podcast, That Newport Show. Go check it out. If you like to travel at all or if you love all things historic or anything by the seaside or New England, you must visit Newport, Newport, Rhode Island. And you can find out the inside scoop on what makes it such a magical place by going to thatnewportshow.com. We're also on iTunes. That's where Jennifer and I had our honeymoon, and I love listening to this show because it just brings back memories. It's a super place. It is fun. All right. This Tack and Habit segment is a fun one because um, it's actually a product that's made by a woman who I know personally, and um, her name is Culver Culver O'Neill. I'm having a difficult time talking because I have no lungs left. Your voice is going away here. I know. Um, but the name of her business is called Two Horse Concoctions, and she makes these really wonderful products specifically for, for horse people and for, um, well, outdoor people. And uh, she was kind enough to send me some samples of her products, and I'm going to talk about today. Two Horse Concoctions is, they, they make products that are inspired by windburn, freezing temperatures, dirty scraped cracked skin for people who just need to keep going despite all of these things. The products are all natural. They're mostly organic 
And they're made up of ingredients that will benefit people's skin. Um, and they're, there's like the scents are just lovely. They're, they're naturally occurring scents. You're not going to get like, you know, blueberry, flowery, musty combinations. These are all um, very natural. Okay, so what I have is I have horse breath, lemongrass, lip balm. Yeah, I see it here on the website. Horse grass, lemon horse breath lemongrass and herbal organic lip balm god it's a good thing i'm sober <laughs> I, okay so why do i like this so much this has been the best lip balm i have ever used most of the stuff even chapstick the, the perfumey lip balms the cosmetic lip balms even the other ones that are like call themselves all natural my lips always end up getting drier after the stuff either gets absorbed into my my skin or it like evaporates. I don't know what happens. This has stayed on. So my, my lips stay moist for like, I don't know, a couple of hours. I'm like, Oh, do I need to put more lip balm on? And I actually have to like, you know, when you kind of rub your lips together, I'm like, Oh, they're still really soft. So the ingredients are avocado oil, beeswax, coconut oil, shea butter. So those are all the like things that make your skin feel good and repair your skin. And then the scented, um, the scents are essential oils. So lemongrass, something called bergamot, which I'd never, bergamot mint, which I'd never heard of before. Amorous. And then of course, vitamin E, which is also a skin healer. Again, my favorite thing about it is that it doesn't dry your lips out more so afterwards. It goes on and it stains on. It's great. <laughs> she has one called, <laughs> called two buck chuck. And it's a two, What's it called? A two buck chuck. And it's a tinted lip balm. Let me read the first line. Inspired by cheap wine and dance hall cowboys. This natural lip tint has a wonderful lip balm feel with serious ting, tinging, tinging ability. Tinting. Tinting. Tinting ability. Tinting ability. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Cheap She's wine and dance hall cowboys. <laughs> Two buck Chuck. I love it. Goes on sheer. I got to get that, actually. I need it. It's a great color, too. Um those the it, it looks dark in the tube, but when you put it on, it's it's very light and sheer, and that's kind of my style these days. Is you know you you I don't know those. What what Buck says is when women who wear like really bright red lipstick or super hard high contrast colors, they they don't have kissable lips. They don't look kissable. So I'm like, all right, let's go for something a little more sheer. I want to be kissable. Doesn't everybody want to be kissable? I know so, what he's saying, though, by the way. Guys do think that, ladies, uh, when we see a r really bright lipstick, we think, one, it's going to get all over us. I think that's our first thought. Yeah. Uh, whether it will or not, it doesn't matter. We don't understand those things, so we automatically assume <laughs> it will. And it just looks like you don't want to kiss it. It's just yeah. weird. I don't know what it is. It's just the way I get it. I totally get what he's saying. I had never heard of that before. And I always thought, gee, I wish I could wear red lipstick more often. It's so dramatic and glamorous, you know, and there's so many celebrities who, when they put on a slash of red lipstick, you're like, wow, that really stands out. And Buck was like, yeah, it's pretty, but I, I just, I, it, I wouldn't want to kiss it. I'm on so, with Buck. I'm on with Buck on this one. So I, really I ditched the red lipstick and we apologize and so these, to everybody now wearing red lipstick. Yeah, that's true. We um, so the two horse concoctions. I like that she offers the tinted lip balm. Perfect. I love that her names on all this stuff is too funny. Then she I know. has the uh, by the fire lip balm. <laughs> yes, by the fire thieves oil, thieves oil <laughs> lip balm with natural clove. I love clove. 
love the smell of clothes. So you, you like this stuff then? I like this stuff. But then, so then I need to talk about the other one, which yeah. is the uh, four horse hitch salve. Oh, four horse, four horse hitch lavender hitch salve. salve. Yep. See, I got to put my glasses on to read it. Four powerful power. I cannot talk today. Four powerful four. herbs infused See, with you oils can't say and even. mixed with butters. No, you say that again. Four, four powerful herbs. <laughs> you have to slow your mouth down. Yes. That's something I cannot do. <laughs> four powerful herbs to soothe cracked and irritated skin. So what did I do? I tried it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it smells nice. I put it on my hands. Oh, it makes them feel good. It now lives on my nightstand because I cannot go to bed without putting this stuff on my hands at the end of the day. Every night. It's good. What does it have in it? Comfrey, calendula, and plantain-infused olive and grapeseed oil. Doesn't that just sound like the answer to every skin problem you've ever had? I just looked at the first review here. We are a commercial fishing family that experience rope burns, cuts, etc. regularly. Both Four Horse Hitch salves heal, soothe, and calm. Ordering more right now. There yeah. you go. It's. It, I mean, this. I don't know what kind of recipe or ratio she's got in this stuff. And it smells good. So sometimes um, I, I like fragrances. I'm not, I don't want to say I necessarily like perfumes, but I do like to smell nice when I go out. And so one of the things I like about this is you put the lip balm on and you have this very subtle scent that you can smell yourself and anyone who gets close enough to your lips can smell. But if you don't want anybody getting close to your lips, you you have your nice soft hands, which also smell good. And it's just a, it's an, it's a fragrance not a perfume. It's, and it's a natural one. So I really like that part too. Very good. So out of a bale? Oh, a definitely. bale? Yes, absolutely. Oh, a absolutely. whole bale? A whole bale. I love this stuff. Oh, good. Two horse concoctions. And it's not that expensive either. I'm on the website right now. It's about the same price as you pay in the store. So Yeah, I'm getting that tinted lip balm right now. It's $4.50. All right. And you can find this at uh, just... Best way, we'll put a link in our show notes and we'll put a link over on our Facebook page too. But it's the number two horse concoctions on Facebook and that takes you to their Etsy site and where, where you can buy it and have it shipped. Yes, and, and it's and lovely. She packages, really it, here. she packages it um, very nicely too. So they make great gifts. Terrific. That's all, uh, uh, that's all, all you need is warm, soft skin, Helena. Yeah. After you stop sneezing and blowing your nose. <laughs> Well, we are uh, we're going to uh, wrap it up for today. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We really appreciate it. Don't forget about Helena's other show, That Newport Show, at thatnewportshow.com or on iTunes uh, or any of your your favorite podcast players. It should be migrated to those now as well. Oh, yeah, we're on Stitcher, too. So if you have a, a Droid phone, go to Stitcher. Okay, terrific. And then you are also uh, you also can be found where? The best way, you know what, if you're listening to the show, just send me an email, helena at horseradionetwork.com. My emails follow me everywhere I go, and I love to hear from you. So please feel free to send me a message, whatever it may be. And uh, you can find our past episodes and uh, basically everything you want to know about Stable Scoop at stablescoop.com. You can also download the Horse Radio Network free app at Horse Radio Network on iOS or Android phones. It's free, it's simple, it's easy to use. Best way to listen to the shows. And that's it, Helena. That's plenty, but there will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping.